0: It's time for Dodger Baseball. What can I say? They do have a timeout. Decide not to use a curry. Way down to Barr, John Pico, Daniel Echerson, Sam
1: Shin, Brandon Mill, Jonathan Kenneth, Eric Blue. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, and you know who you are. Welcome to Game
2: 7 Sports Podcast. A podcast about anything and everything sports where we take three topics each episode and debate them until we deliver the best hard-hitting analysis of the sports industry. Now,
3: here is your host, Sibo Miles. Game, Game 7
1: Sports, sports Podcast. Podcast.
2: All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another amazing episode of Game 7 Sports Podcast. As always, I have the best tip-top shape analyst in the world we have Brandon Miller, we have Jonathan Kennedy, we have Mr. Coach Eric Bloom, we have Sam Shin, the youngster, we have Mr. A Barnes, and uh, one, of my, one of my hometown favorites, uh, Daniel Etchison. We're missing one tonight, um, he had some prior engagements, but we're still going to rock and roll without him uh, on this episode which is episode four. We're going to cover some NBA awards and hopefully get to some more NFL talk because there are some more signings and things that are that are interesting. But first and foremost, we want to cover the NFL. Uh, I'm sorry, the NBA awards, uh, which is MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, Sixth Man, and Most Improved. And then I myself love the Comeback Year or Comeback Player of the Year, so I added that in there. Um, I know it's not an actual award that the NBA does. Um, I think talking to Sam a little bit ago, I think they switched the comeback player to most improved. Um, But so we're going to add this one too. So what we did is we had each individual on the analyst uh, vote who they thought was, you know, MVP and all that. And so we're going to go over right now and basically put a three on three and go at it and argue and see which one is actually correct. So uh, JK will be the judge for that. So leading us off, we're going to go MVP first. So we had, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six of us vote for the MVP and for all the awards. And the MVP is not unanimous, which is a little alarming to me, but um, the overwhelming vote was for LeBron James. Um, myself voted for LeBron, Daniel voted for LeBron, and Abe voted for LeBron. So Sam, who is a Laker fan, did not vote for LeBron, interestingly enough. Um, Bloom voted for Mr. Luka Doncic. Um, Brandon and uh, Sam both voted for Giannis so we're gonna put a little time on the clock here and we're gonna go at it and JK is gonna let us know who's who's right and who's wrong so we're gonna kick it to first let's go start off with Sam as a Laker fan not picking LeBron. Sam talk to me about your MVP.
4: Well I think this is a close race to be quite honest and you know it's certainly kind of a 1A 1B situation. Way to be political. No I can definitely see it going either way but I'm gonna go with Giannis just because you know, you talk about there's different different definitions of what an MVP is to people, right? So Correct. First, we got to kind of define what that is. Um, to me, it's just the best player in the league. You know, just to be straight up. And I think Giannis this season so far has been the best player. And a lot of it, you know, we we look at his stats, and you might think, oh, he could do better. Maybe, um, you know, his counting numbers aren't as good. Uh, maybe his three-point shot still isn't the best. But he's not even playing 31 minutes a game, and A lot of that is because of how alarmingly efficient he is during his time on the court. And so he doesn't even need to play more than 30 minutes a game. And even with just playing 31 minutes, that's the lowest minutes per game average that he's had since his rookie season, in which he only played 24.6 minutes per game. But despite that, his counting numbers almost 30 points a game, 13.7 rebounds per game, 5.8 assists per game, a steal and a block. And his PER is, you know, historic. And so 31.6, last year he was at 30.9. We look at, you know, just you want to go down the list of some of the more advanced numbers. Box plus minus 11.5 compared to LeBron James, 8.7. Defensive rating, best. Don't bring
0: analytics into this.
4: Don't do that. Don't do that. No, No, we definitely need to look at numbers. We definitely need to look at numbers. And you can say numbers don't tell the whole story, but they do tell a lot of the story. And if you want to go down the list, you can look at box plus minus defensive rating. He's the best player on both ends of the court. It's not just on the offensive end. We're talking about on the defensive end. for the number one team in the league. And the Bucs this year, their defensive rating, and it's off the charts. I think the second
2: best defender is Brooke Lopez, his teammate Um, who's doing really well. So I know their defense is is really good. But you you started off saying the MVP should be the best player in the league. Now, do you honestly think right now, even though his numbers are quote-unquote analytically better, he's better than LeBron James? This season, yes.
4: This season, yes, he's been
2: okay, better. Okay, Abe, come on. Get him, Abe. Get him. Get him.
4: And first
0: of all, okay, so we know Giannis can't shoot. The man has to do everything to basically be Shaq, right? Go to the rack and get a dunk or something like that. So we're talking about the East as well. The East is not the powerhouse conference. He gets nights off all the time. You don't have to play 40 minutes when you play in the Knicks. You don't have to play 40 minutes when you play in Chicago. You don't have mm. to play 40 minutes when you're playing these all sorry teams, okay? Mm. Now, what I'm telling you, and I can't believe you, first of all, as a <laughs> Lakers fan, you know, you, you, you're you definitely getting your card provoked at this moment in time. Because if, if you watch LeBron and how he's carried the team this year and what he's had to do, they don't have a secondary unit. So, yes, LeBron has to play 40 minutes. But guess what? In his production and the time that he gets the ball and when he gets his teammates involved to when he scores this buck, like he is everywhere on the floor and not only are we talking about a 35 what 34 year old man like flying down the floor dunking the ball still like lebron is still elite like Giannis, pound for pound cannot match lebron and he showed that right before we got into the break right before COVID happened he beat the clippers and he beat the bucks in the same weekend that's a statement those sure. games are statements because sure. they know the media's there. Everybody's talking about, oh, Giannis the guy is LeBron the guy. Those are statement games. Sure. So whenever you show up to show people, hey, listen, I'm still that guy. He did it. So for me, unanimously, it's LeBron right now because of what he can do on both sides of the floor because AD's made him step up and he has to step up because of the unit. Me and you both know as Lakers fans, the secondary unit needs help, right? Should have signed somebody, should of course, have made yeah. something happen, whatever. But it didn't happen. So guess what? LeBron is still taking the helm of it. Like, sure. of course, the Bucs are going to have a better record. Look at their plan four five times a year. Like, LeBron has to go into war in the Western Conference because, you know, as anybody, the Western Conference could flip in the last game like it did last year. Those four teams sitting there, like, fighting to see which way they were going to be. And then two ended up out of the playoffs, and two flipped up and got a the 7th, 8th seed. It is a battle every night in the Western Conference. LeBron is the top guy in that conference. He makes his team better, but at the same time, he gets the job done. He's
1: Nobody
2: the top else. guy, but there are people hurt. Brandon, wh- what about you? You also went Giannis over LeBron, which is obviously going to be the argument. I know I'm going to get to Eric, too, because he went Luka, um, the, the newbie. But let's go, Brandon. Jump in with your Giannis argument. Help back up Sam. Yeah.
1: I- I think it's a close race, but for me, Giannis adds more value to his team. Um, I mean, I, I think he brought the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, did anyone – did they ever see any primetime games, you know, before I think so.
2: I think so. No, 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 before Giannis, no. Um, I think they had a couple right. runs, but not like this.
1: So um, to to have the best record in, in the NBA right now is – regardless of the, the division they're playing in. Um, and then I look at the head 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 matchups between the Lakers and and Bucks. I mean, what is it? They split, right? One on one. I believe um, so. Yeah. So, uh, that, I mean, that's what I look at. Is that the the best? Um, you know, maybe stats wise, not the best all around. But I think if you would pair Giannis with Anthony Davis, I think he, I, I think he could dominate the West too.
2: Mm. Mm. We're gonna we're gonna get now we're gonna switch gears here we're gonna go to Bloom who could pick Luca so we can all jump in and attack him at one time if we want or we can let him say his piece and then and then go from there but Coach Bloom get get us with Luca
3: yeah let the man talk first before y'all go in okay first of all being a Laker fan it would be an obvious choice to go LeBron you can't knock what LeBron does uh, he's definitely better than Giannis Giannis was three on my list and and even if I wanted mm-hmm. to not play favorites and go LeBron one which we all knew he was gonna win anyways. Luka would still be my number two, man. What he brings to the floor every night, the things he can do, I I think he offers more to a basketball team than Giannis. Like like Abe was saying, man, he's just athletically, freakishly better than almost everybody he steps on the court with, and he's playing in the East. And that's going to produce a heck of a lot of points and stats to just throw up on the board. And you look what Luka does in his, what, second, third year? And triple-doubles, like it's nothing – He's made Porzingis so much better as a player um, because I got Porzingis on the list as as one of my comeback players. Um, And and I just think Luca makes everybody around him better, and the sky's the limit, man. If he wasn't on the court for the Mavericks, they wouldn't have anything to cheer about right now. (laughs)
2: Let's round it out with Daniel. Daniel, you went went LeBron and you went Giannis second. Why was that?
5: Oh, man. Honestly, I just look at LeBron. I mean, he's, what, 35 years old? 35 and for him to be playing at this level it's just it's just unheard of I mean this guy when I look at the two I mean I, I watch Giannis and it's like I, I don't know I get kind of tired of it, it just looks like somebody that's playing in the backyard with an eight foot rim mm. I, I don't it's know that I, good. It, it, but it, but if you is the talent I mean like you take away that, and then what does he have? Uh, you take away LeBron's jumper, and then what's he doing? He's, he's getting a triple-double. Um, I don't know. I just feel like LeBron – I just had to give it to him, man, the way he was playing this year. Like, honestly, last year when uh, the Lakers were pretty underachieving, people – I was there seeing a lot of comments saying, you oh, know, is this the end of LeBron? Is Did he go to L.A. just to be in films in Hollywood? and i don't know i was like you know maybe father time might be catching up to this guy but then then this year rolls around and i'm just like dude he is still that guy like at the end of the day he is that guy and, and he's got the throne man
0: why dude. kill yourself when you know you ain't got a chance
2: but well, well i think it's interesting because a lot of people brought up different topics on why they chose why they chose right you know lebron is 35 he is naturally the most gifted basketball player in the world right now hands down not even close He's on the second best team because the Bucks are number one. So Giannis is the best player in the best team right now. He's putting up massive numbers, and Sam broke down the analytics for us. And analytically Giannis is the better player. It looks like it. But there's some outliers and some things that we don't think about. Like, you know, like we said, the Eastern Conference, the schedule. Um, you know, Bloom brought up uh, Luca bringing up his triple-double numbers. You know, in the West, carrying the Mavericks. You know, you take Luca off the Mavericks they are probably not in the playoffs, right? You take LeBron off the Lakers, they're not in the playoffs. You take Giannis off the Bucks eh, in the East, they have a chance maybe. So, I mean, it just depends how you slice it. Um, but we're going to go to JK for the final verdict here. Um, wait, wait, of, wait,
0: wait, wait. Can I just say one more thing? Oh, we're there he goes. walked to the finals in the East. Giannis can't get to the finals. I'm going to leave that.
2: Ouch. Because he was there, but okay, Abe wants to leave. He wants to drop the mic on that one, but uh, J.K. Okay, if you're going your MVP, I know the vote said LeBron, but after just listening to us battle a little bit, who you got, J.K.? I think you're. You gotta speak up. He's. I think he's saying LeBron. I think he's got it on mute. He can't tell. I
3: think we're we're. we're mouthing LeBron
2: right now yeah we're mouthing LeBron is that is that what you said LeBron JK
3: you look like you're in a better mood this week but there we go yeah I know
2: (laughs) some some technical difficulties clicking the unmute button apparently for Jonathan Kennedy you can't see it too put your glasses on uh he's saying he's saying LeBron James so okay well I mean that's good I I think Giannis is a hell of a player I, I think he's almost there Um, it'll be really interesting to see if he doesn't, if they don't continue the season and he doesn't get there to the finals, does he go somewhere else to make it? But let's move on to the second one, which is Defensive Player of the Year. Um, Sam already kind of got a jump on us with that. Um, So we had six people vote, five people picked Giannis, and my man, Coach Bloom, picked Bam. I'm going to say his last name wrong. At a bio. bio. So both solid selections. Uh, Bam is having an outstanding year, breakout offensively and defensively, just doing it all. But Giannis is having that year defensively too. So this was kind of like a wash one. We all, I mean, Sam broke it down analytically. You know, Giannis is having that year defensively as well as offensively. So I'm going to go ahead and skip over that one because that's pretty much all in agreement. Unless Eric wants to dive in and really battle against uh, five other dudes about, uh, how he thinks Bam Adebayo is better than Giannis. But I don't think he's going to go down that road. So we're going to chalk that one up. Um,
3: I'm, just, I'm just not a fan of Giannis. I, uh, it's okay. I'm, a, I'm, I'm probably not going to put him one on any of these.
2: You know, what, it, people will really hate Giannis when he goes to the Warriors in two years.
3: Um,
2: then he then he will really be hated.
0: Okay. All right. Happen. All right.
2: Bye. Um,
0: yeah, next. So
2: let's move on to R- rookie of the year. i um, start which, that. Which was – this was the one that was – a clean slate across the board. Everyone voted for John Morant. I think that was pretty easy uh, selection. It Would have
0: been Zion had he been healthy because of his back to the game.
1: But or po- possibly Robert, if the but but, but
0: yeah, but it's John Morant. Now, I, I'm, I'm with y'all. You know, I voted. I'm with y'all. I'm just saying it would have been Zion because you know the media you know had it. I, the media had it pinned for Zion. Everybody was ready to go sure. on that little choo choo sure. train. I <laughs> said it would have been Tyler Hero also if he wouldn't have got hurt messing around with the heat
2: but and and uh, for me daniel put an interesting player on there is uh tyler hero's teammate uh uh the rookie um chris dunn i think his name he's been kendrick Kendrick Dunn. he's been uh yeah so i mean there's a lot of rookies who are are doing really well and i mean i mean you can't really say if he didn't get hurt you know yeah we don't know right we don't know what if zion plays the whole year and john moran just has a better year he might could win but you're right. The media had Zion picked. He just, he was the guy. Um, but here's the interesting one. I think that was the one that was most split on our, on our votes, which was six man. So believe it or not, we had like five or six names just thrown out there. So this was really, really, really fun to, to do. So Bloom uh, had uh, Derek Rose. Brandon had Dennis Schroeder. Abe had Lou Williams. Sam had Dennis Schroeder. I had... Uh, Montrez Harrell, um, Daniel had, Lou Williams. So there's, there's there's a lot of names there. Schroeder's legit. Lou Williams is legit. Um, Derrick Rose is kind of you know reasserted his career, so he's playing well. Montrez Harrell's good. So I mean there's there's arguments left and right. Um, obviously J.K. was having technical difficulties, so he bounced out. Hopefully he joins back in. If not, I can do both. Um, but. I want to start with uh, Brandon here and then we can trickle down, but Brandon went Schroeder. Why Schroeder over Williams, who was the second obvious choice there?
1: Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I think Schroeder is, I mean, he's putting up some numbers for OKC this year and, and he's, um, you know, third in his position group and he's still showing out in in limited time. So I think he's been an extremely efficient player. And um, I mean, Lou Williams was my second, he was in, in the second spot for me and, and uh, he balls out and he's year in year out six men. Um, sure. but I, I think Schroeder's, uh, um, you know, just, it, I think it would be tough to, to come in, um, for Chris Paul and, and, um, uh, what's the other boy's name from, from the Clippers, sure. um, and ball out like he does. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, and, and it's interesting so because OKC has had a bounce back year. They're actually playing really well this year. Yeah, a lot, I think they were like a five, six seed. So it's really interesting. Um, kind of goes to show you that Westbrook may not have been the answer there. But um, I think Schroeder has been, like you said, been balling, come off the bench, just putting in buckets. Um, but Lou Williams has always been putting in buckets. That's what he does. Um, I know Abe went Lou Will. Um, who else went Lou Will? Daniel went Lou Will. Um, so why Lou Will? Things? Why yeah, Lou can't. Will over Schroeder?
0: Can we just change the trophy of the six men to the uh, Lou Will trophy? Like, honestly – Like the man is, he's made a career off of being a six man. He's what you strive to be as a six man. He's the guy you go get to be a six man. This man could have easily been a starting guard on anybody's team, putting up 20, 25 points per game, all-star, all that stuff. He literally took a role and he made it a career. Not too many people that could do that, especially as gifted as he is. Um, I will say off of Hey, Brandon, Let me let me interrupt
2: you and give you a name who might have a better career, not putting up the same numbers, but as a six man. Andre Iguodala does more for his team, right? I NBA. Mean, but that
0: wasn't his career. That wasn't his career because he was a he was a Sixer and he was doing all that stuff beforehand. Lou Will wasn't a like major starter like that before he came off. Like he like AI and him were going back and forth trying to actually get to the finals and do stuff. So like. I, I I hear what you're saying. Iguodala is definitely a six man off the Warriors, but we're talking about as a career. I think Lou will caps that as a career.
2: So it's uh, interesting you say Lou will because he just gets points. That's it. He doesn't get rebounds. He doesn't get assists. He just, he just fills else. the buckets. And because
0: so you have to stay true on him.
2: Sure, and and so what's more important? Do you have a player that does a little bit of everything or a player that just fills buckets off this, okay, you know? And so this Lou Williams like has how many goal awards? Goal Three, goal. four, or five awards of the six-man? Yeah. Um, but, so that's what people are saying the six-man award is. You just got to come in and score a bunch of points.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, because you have to keep the offense going once the big guys come off the floor.
2: Sure, but his teammate Montrez Harrell, you know, averages 16 and 12. So, I mean, good you numbers. You don't,
0: an, you don't have an argument for me when it comes to Montrez Harrell. It's a split, honestly, between Montrez uh Lou and uh Schroeder. He, Schroeder Yeah. Like I said, I t- I like what Brandon said though, because Schroeder has to compete with Shea and Chris Paul. And both of those guys are like really good players in the league. And he comes in and he still gives a contribution to lift the team to where they are, like you said, in the playoffs. Sure. Okay, see he wasn't even supposed to sniff the playoffs this year. They're supposed to trade Chris Paul before the trade deadline, get some magic going for him to be somewhere else and get some, you know, stuff going. But like for him to come in and step in and do what he's doing, I don't have an argument. I honestly think it's hard, but sure. I think the obvious answer is easy for Lou will, you know?
2: So then here's my question. Coach Bloom, you didn't go either of those two. You went Derrick Rose, who nine years ago was the best player on in the NBA. I mean, he was fantastic. But I'm coming at you, Coach Bloom. You went D. Rose with the dreads. So talk to me, Coach Bloom.
3: <laughs> D. Rose with the dreads. Hey, man, I, I like seeing guys like this come back. And and, sure. and a lot of people who aren't in the sports world don't know what it's like to be on top, get knocked off by injuries, things you can't control, and and then be able to to come back again, get knocked off the horse again. And, and with the amount of talent he's had, to see him kind of put a year together again, I mean, I think he's averaging like 18 a game. He's shooting just under 50% field goal um detroit wouldn't have 20 wins right now if he went on the on the team um <laughs> like
2: but you said 20 wins like that was a yeah number, but I, mean, I get you, I get
3: you. <laughs> and again i understand there's other people but um you know it, Derek rose would have got comeback player of the year in, in my vote but there's there's someone else who i'm, I'm high on on that one i um, see that
2: yeah but no, no, no. I think Rose is a solid selection. I think it's hard to choose. But it, again, it goes back to what is the award really about? Is it just points? Is it everything? Is it, <laughs> it, it comeback? I mean, like, what's the story? And as Abe brought up, the media, does the media play that big role? Sam, Sam, what do you think? I know you went Schroeder, but do you think the media drives that? The, all the awards, MVP down? Or is it just strategically the best player coming off the bench is the six-man award?
4: No, so I think kind of what you and Abe alluded to before is, is really what the media drives in terms of the narrative, but the media really likes guys that come off the bench and just drop buckets. Like, you could literally put zeros sure. across the board and if you drop 25 a game, you're getting six men of the year. Yeah. But, I think realistically, it should be the guy that has the best impact off the bench. Um, sure, I mean, the thing with that is, though, we got to be careful. You know, when you're looking at counting numbers, they still need to put up a decent amount, right? Like, you can't just be, like, five, five, five across the board and then get six men. Um, I think ultimately the impact does come in terms of the numbers. Um, that's where I got I got Schroeder though. Um, I think this is a toss up too. I could easily see it going with uh, with Lua. Lua was my second pick, but I went with um, Dennis Schroeder uh, ultimately just because if you look at you know again the numbers, um, you know it's pretty similar across the board. But um, you know again like you guys alluded to him being on the floor with Chris Paul and Shea Gilgis. I think that lineup with three guards is like one of the best in the league right now. And that's like three guys that are under six, three, you know what I mean? So he obviously doesn't, isn't even supposed to have a place. The Thunder aren't supposed to be there, like you guys mentioned, but they're, you know, they're tied for fifth in the West with Houston. And, you know, here's, here's one thing that might, that might kind of pique your guys' interest, but his on-court net rating is plus six. And when he's off the court, it's minus 3.6. So it obviously kind of shows you um, both defensively and offensively, uh, he's really stepped it up, and the Thunder are doing well as a result of that.
2: Sure, sure. I'm going to get to Daniel too because he had the most interesting name on this list. And I think it's because Daniel is a Spurs fan, and so he had to throw an old ex Spur on there. So Daniel went with Davis Bertans. Okay. Davis. Oh, excuse me. See, that's <laughs> how well I know him. Davis. Good thing. Get it right, man. Davis Bertans. Daniel, talk to me about Davis the Bertans. You guys
0: play for the Wizards?
2: Yes yeah so, man no th- that was number three on his <laughs> list he didn't he didn't vote him in daniel went daniel went uh, uh lou williams and a and then davis bertan so i'm just curious how davis bertan snuck on your list because that's a hey, name man that i, I didn't even know how to pronounce
5: this guy had only had like one 20 point game in his career and he's had like 15 of them this year and it's That can't get some recognition, man. You need a
0: hug, Daniel. And then Jack in Washington, bro.
2: (laughs) Washington who (laughs) shoots 75 three-pointers. Three-point specialist. You're a Spurs guy. I'm going to go back to you, Daniel, because I'm going to pick on you a little bit. You right. said earlier on MVP, you're like, oh, Giannis just, you know, he's pretty much you alluded to him. He's boring to watch.
5: So now you gonna ask me why did I put him on defensive player of
2: the year? No, 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 no. I'm or not what? getting to that. I so, think he's okay. a defensive player. I'm saying you said Giannis is. You were kind of alluding to he's boring to watch. You know, he's looks like he's playing on eight foot rim. He's like, eh, okay. I just
5: feel like it's too easy for Giannis.
2: Sure. Um, matter remind you, your favorite player back in the day was Tim Okay.
5: Duncan,
2: who is Mister Fundamental and the most boring player to watch i'd rather watch paint dry but he is a hall of famer first team no, no first ballot i mean it, but he was the most burning person to watch i mean the turnaround bank shot from the from the corner come on daniel and you're going come on daniel dude tim duncan was a g yeah, was straight up g but he was boring when as he hell. gets you in
5: that pe- when he gets you in that post and he, he turned you around and uptake you a couple times and goes straight off the glass how do you not love
2: that uh, I'm just saying he's boring to watch. Paint and dry. Oh, man. I would be like, "Oh, the Spurs are on. Oh, there's the Bob dude with the afro. He's on channel nine. I'm watching Bob, man. I like this dude painting. You know, I'm not watching Tim Duncan. The most now.
0: entertaining person on the Spurs was Manu Ginobili. Hair sure, Parker
2: was Tony no. Parker was entertaining, but no. really no. grabbing bats. He's no, definitely he's steps. definitely stuff out there. Okay, so J.K. cut in and out. Um, we're going to give the sixth man as a toss up to w- Lou Will and Dennis Schroeder. I don't think anybody, any way you slice it, it's a win win. Um, both of them obviously. Definitely. I know Sam said the analytics side that Schroeder is is plus minus are on his side, but I I feel like I could give the rock to Lou and be like, go give me twenty, and he's like, okay. He just rolls out of bed and doom, knocks down 20. So, um, either of those choices are, are fantastic. Um, the next one on the list is most improved. Um, and this was a tough one because there's a lot of improved players. I mean, you could go any way. Uh, and so, it's interesting because this is also a, a list that's kind of split. So, um, most improved, Bloom went, good pick, bam, out of bio. Brandon went, Luca. A went Brandon Ingram. Sam also went Bam Adebayo. I went Brandon Ingram and Daniel went Bam Adebayo. So Bam obviously came out of nowhere and did his thing. Um, Ingram has, since he's been traded away from LA, has kind of seen the light and just can score all of a sudden. The Lakers were looking for that two years ago um, to match with LeBron. That would have been a powerhouse of a team. But, you know, sometimes the bright lights are too bright for some people. So, but we're gonna start with Brandon again, and, and then I'm gonna get to Daniel and pick on him again because that's just what I feel like I'm in the mood to do. So, Brandon, you went Luca, which is most improved. So, talk to me about Luca over any of those other guys.
1: Yeah, I just think that uh, this year Luca got got his feet under him um, and has really uh, pulled his weight and, and made the Dallas Mavericks a you know a, a potential contender. Um, and and I mean. Yeah, like you said, there's a ton of guys in the league right now that are that have improved significantly since last year. Bam Adebayo was my second choice. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think just the value that Luca adds to that that Mavericks Mavericks team is is um, untouched right now, based on what you know his progress has been over the past year.
2: Absolutely, I totally agree. Bloom, you went Bam Adebayo, and you had him twice on your list. Let me just throw it in there, and I agree with you. But go ahead, Bloom, talk to me.
3: Yeah man I mean I obviously you know everybody's on that train right now I mean the guy goes from the, he he doubled his point output uh you know two and a half times his assist output the the guy's been a monster on the boards uh you know he's he's a double double night in night out and no one knew who bam got a uh, Twelve months ago, no, no one had any idea who he was or that he's he
2: roommates was. with Davis Bertans. Okay. Yeah,
3: there you go. <laughs> or Davies
2: or <laughs> Davies. whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. So didn't know who he was, and now all of a sudden he's he's a factor, man, and and he he's in there. uh I, This is the first one. I wasn't the only one picking him.
2: Yeah, there you go, Sam. I, agree with him. So back him up a little bit more, Sam.
4: Yeah, no, I mean Bloom touched on a lot of the points already. You know, we talk about doubling his points output. First-time All-Star this year, uh, averaging five assists a game. It's uh, pretty good numbers for a big man. And he's really the type of, I think, guy that you want playing that stretch 4-5 role. And, and not only that, he if you watch the Heat play this year, um, the reason why they've been so good is just because of how uh, they've really integrated Bam Autobio into the offense. And he's a lot of times, the, the way they're running the offense, he's literally doing everything. Um, and you know he might not be scoring all the points, but I mean he's still averaging 16 a game. A lot of it is is off of putbacks and, and dunks and stuff like that. But he's running the offense. He's literally bringing the ball up the floor. Um, and sometimes you might even think he looks like Draymond just because of the way he's he's running the offense there. But I feel like he just contributes so many uh, intangibles to that team. Um, we're talking about defensively too. Obviously, I think Bloom was the one who had him for Defensive Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. Um, fair case, right? He has a fair case for that too. So. Um, you know, there's a lot of good candidates out there. I think Brandon Ingram is certainly a top three in on that list too. But ultimately I I think I just had to go with, with Bam because ultimately you look at the impact that he has on the team um and really how far he has come since since last year. Sure.
2: Sure. And I know Daniel went uh Bam as well. So um we're gonna we're gonna jump over because I went Ingram and so did Abe. And so Abe talked to us about BI going from LA to New Orleans on that big trade and literally Stepping up, um, so so talk to me about bi is better than Bam at a bio.
0: So you said me and you both chose bi, and I mean obviously like this is one of the things that we wished he was doing for us, but Coos was doing for us. So we kind of sure. saw the better of the two and was like, okay, we'll go sure. here. And then Coos gets hurt, and we're trying to figure out how he fits and everything else. But anyways, I chose bi because the young core that they have there, plus I love Alan Gentry, and just like what he's been able to do with those guys and to bring them to his place to so, you know i mean they're they're still competitive they're not one of the top teams in the west or anything like that but i think the way that he's let bi loose has worked for him so whatever you know we didn't do for him alvin's doing for him and obviously he's the guy on that team and he gets all the shots sure. so when you get that type of shine i mean i you're able to jump your point you know from 18 to 24 per game that's a big difference so whenever you're able to do that type of stuff and, you know, make a huge impact on the game, I think he's most improved just for the simple fact of where he's brought the team. So,
2: Yeah, I mean, I think he took a huge step forward in his career. Um, I think he has a higher ceiling than Bam as well. I think that has plays into it, right? It plays into the media like, ooh, he was a second overall pick. You know, he has a, he's supposed to have a higher ceiling. Um, but I think Bam is probably more important to his team than bi yeah. i i really do yeah. because especially because zion's gonna be there and he's gonna see a lot of the ball once he's you know fully healthy and playing a full season so bi i don't know how many shots he's gonna take away from uh you know zion i mean yeah that's their know, prize possession right so they're
0: playing two different positions too right because bam's not gonna get the shots that bi gets bi exactly. gets the ball coming down the floor so yep. i think if you try to compare the two it's really not fair
2: no it's not it's, dip- it's very difficult which i is will why. say though go ahead, ahead. I was gonna say it was why we have a judge to handle it all so we're gonna to get to him in a second but we'll finish your last point and then we'll go to yeah. the judge
0: so all I was gonna say is except for the MVP I think the rest of these are pretty much toss-ups and, and and they're not really arguments because everybody has a pretty good point and these players are all kind of on that same level Luca I was a little left on I think he's more of an MVP conversation than he is in most improved so that's fine, but I feel like everybody else in Call these conversations... It out. I like it. I, like it. <laughs> I think everybody else in these conversations though, are pretty neck and neck. Like a You can really nudge. make a case for Bam, and you can really make a case for BI. and you can really make... You know what I'm saying? like There's, there's several people that you can really make cases for. And, I think right. MVP and, is just Go though. ahead, Sam.
4: I think these, these toss-ups, able like you mentioned, for the rest of the awards other than MVP, that's where the media's definition of each award really kicks in, right? Because each, each guy's going to look at it differently, especially when we talk about like for example, most improved, are you literally just looking at counting stats? Because you could look at a guy that goes from four points a game to 20 points per game, but it's about the the context behind that, right? Like, what if he literally was injured the whole season before? And so that four points per game doesn't really mean as much as a guy who played 60 games. Uh Oh,
2: got some technical
5: difficulties. I want to piggyback on that. Uh, I totally agree with what Sam was saying. And uh, the only reason I didn't put Bi on top is I feel that I feel like he didn't really improve his game much. I feel like he just got a few more opportunities. He just got his shots off a little bit more. So, I mean, I feel like, bam, he just did more yeah, to I, earn I that spot. You. You
0: know? I, I think BR was just
2: letting But me I, had, I had
5: him second. Yeah, I yeah. had him second, I think.
2: Yeah. Well, I think people forget that it's, it's super difficult to play with LeBron, right, and he just wasn't ready for that, that limelight. He wasn't ready, and that's why it's, it's hard. It, the draft is a gamble like do i draft this dude bi cuz i mean they didn't know they're going to get lebron let's be honest and so they're drafting a guy to essentially reinvent their franchise cuz they were they were down in the dumps for a couple of years and then you bring in lebron and you're like okay here are the keys lebron drive us where you need to go and bi is like wait what about me you know i, I and he just wasn't ready and maybe and that's the case but that's a good point daniel and it is the media how they spin it right and, and how they're going to spin mvp and six man and most improved um, so we're going to go to uh, the judge here and I can't wait to see him try to pronounce these names. So go ahead, JK, who do you got as most improved? We we had some good arguments, um, but who do you got?
6: I'm going to go with uh, my first choice would probably be Ingram.
2: Wow. Yeah. I think that's because he doesn't know who Bam Adebayo is, but that's okay. We, we won't, we'll he just hold didn't want <laughs> to
4: get no, the name no. wrong. He just didn't want to <laughs> no. get the name wrong. It's okay. It's all good. We understand. Hey, 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 he made no. a great choice. All right? You could have
2: went Davies Burtons, but you know, that would have been a good pick too. Brandon no, even no. was the
4: easiest name to pronounce. No, and this is a this is
6: reason why, okay? Because I truly believe that if you can go somewhere else and you can show your talent, like why not, right? So if if you have a, if you have a star – where you're at right now, right? So, Brendan, they brought in LeBron, right? If you have a star, you're not going to perform because everyone's looking at that star to perform. So, you're kind of, like, on the back end. But I feel that with with him going there, he's able to, like, show his skills. He's able to, like, show off what he's got, so.
2: Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, there's a good argument. But, okay, Judge, the last one. I threw this – this is my award. I love the comeback player. Um, To me, this means a player who did get hurt. Um, and Bloom was touching on this earlier, you know, a player that can come back from injury and have that storyline, you know, one of the most me. memorable players to me uh, that is Sean Livingston. He literally destroyed his knees and he was able to come back and actually one walk and two play it in the NBA high level and, and succeed. So um, who was the comeback player and they don't have this in the NBA and they should, they should add it in. So NBA plug this, um, add comeback player of the year into your awards Um. Let's go down the list. Bloom had Dwight Howard. Brandon had Derek Rose. Abe had Carmelo Anthony. Sam had Dwight Howard. Daniel had Davies Burtons. No, I'm just kidding. He, he had Kristoff Porzingis. Um, and I had a sleeper, Marquez Fultz. Um, and so to me, I voted on the player who was hurt or who lost his career. And so it sounded like everyone else did that as well. Um, so we got a couple Dwight Howards, um, a Melo, Prazingis, a Rose, and a Fultz. So kind of all over the place, right? It just shows you what all these writers are thinking. So when they do select these awards, it's like, damn, there's a lot of writers. And people could be thinking any which way. Um, I know for me, Marcus Fultz's first pick overall, I don't know, three, four years ago, just was terrible for the 76ers. You know, got hurt, got hurt, got hurt. And finally, for the Magic, kind of got his feet under him, new scenery, new vibe. And I mean, averaging like 12 or 13 points, nothing you know, superior, um, but doing his thing. Um, but I see Bloom had Howard, Sam had Howard. Um, so talk to me about Dwight. Uh, I know his hairstyle is terrible, um, but uh, comeback player of the year. What, what do you got?
3: All right, let me let, let me take this because I want to tie in a couple things real quick. A Couple things that got brought up. Okay, so Rose was my third, Porzingis was my second, but Dwight Howard for sure, comeback player of the year. No questions asked because a couple of things like Daniel was saying about BI. Okay. I don't think he improved that much either. I, I sure. think he, he had that game the whole time. He went somewhere else where he was comfortable. He's getting more opportunity. And so it got to shine a little more. And so that that's where that is. And it's not just about playing with a star about playing with LeBron. It's about playing in a big, big time market like LA. Like it takes a certain kind of human being to be able to perform in a market like LA and a market like New York, um like golden state san francisco whatever but that's yeah, not even a big market but to to be able to perform in la the 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 city of the stars where everybody and their mom is sitting front court and uh you know courtside and and you're out there trying to perform it, it's tough man especially as a young kid bi was what 20, 21, uh, come to the Lakers. I so, think 19
2: or 20. His first year and, removed from college. So,
3: and, and I think originally when Howard came to the Lakers, he wasn't ready for that. He came, he came from Orlando where he was the guy, and it's not as big of a market in Orlando when it comes to basketball. When you compare the Magic and the Lakers, it's two totally different worlds. And so the first time he came out, maybe he wasn't healthy, but he wasn't ready for that limelight in LA. And then he went off, he did his thing, he came back, he's now performing at a high level. And uh, a lot of us said, that this This is it. I mean, if, if Howard comes back and, and he's good, Lakers are going to be really good because sure. he's, he's coming in off the bench and, and providing a lot of support. Or if he's bad, this is one of the worst pickups for the Lakers. But
2: I, I love his chance. He did the contract. He took a chance on himself. It was non-guaranteed. So he was like, look, I'll ball and you can cut me and I'll go anywhere. But So I think that was a good move by him. So I think he was a, a definitely a good pick. He did come back. I yeah. think also when he came to L.A. the first time, he was playing with Kobe, and it, you got to you got to do things a certain way when you have that mecca there. And he just, like you said, he wasn't ready. It just
3: exactly he wasn't ready.
2: He, he wasn't ready, wasn't for, ready for, for it, and you know,
3: part to, to, to be a combo and someone sure. you know, like Kobe, and he wasn't ready for for the big market, man. 100%. LA a beast.
2: I was just thinking like if he could just do anything like Paul Gasol, they could have won three, four more championships because <laughs> he's way too average.
5: 17 and 12 what in problem? LA. Played that bad. I, think, yeah. I, think, I feel like yeah, he was, was just more of a cancer in the locker room. If anything, yeah, if I think his bad
1: expectations bad. were too high coming in where this, this yeah, round was, they were a lot lower. So
5: He was
2: supposed, he was
1: supposed to
5: play
2: be for Yeah, Yeah. Okay, Abe, you went mellow. I, I I know you're a, a mellow guy. He kind of resurrected his career. He came back. Nobody would sign him. We had talked a lot about who was going to sign him. I was hoping, uh, you know, some powerhouse team could get, pick him up late and just add him in. But to be that six-man type of just come off the bench and get you 20. Um, but you went mellow as your comeback. Talk to me.
0: Um, I mean, obviously, we all kind of like mellow story. And I he had to kind of resurge and do all that stuff. I'm not too big on his interview beforehand and all this other stuff, but I mean, as far as his performance on the floor, I think he was asked to do a big task, which is help resurge Portland because they were terrible at the time. And for them to kind of be climbing, not like surging, but to climb steadily while he still got to shine, I think made it a point to the NBA that like he's been blackballed, one, and two, there's a reason why. Melo is one of the best like one-on-one ISO players. I'm not saying he's going out there portraying that now because he's older, he's a little slower, but he still has game enough to change the outcome of the game. So that's sure. why for me, like, you know, Derrick Rose, great pick, right? Some of these other guys, great picks, but for me, I think Melo just kind of showcases that comeback like, listen, I've been kicked out the league for a year from Houston for who knows what, and now I'm, <laughs> I'm back in a position where i can show you that i could still ball so sure that's what i think
2: Melo. i'm gonna push back a little bit but i'm gonna go to daniel after me uh, i think Melo's biggest gift and biggest curse is himself he can flat out ball but i think he has a serious attitude problem and i think a lot of teams were coming at him like look you gotta take a different role like the whole dwight howard thing the whole andre Iguodala thing you gotta take a different role you're not there in your career anymore you can still put up buckets but you need a different role and he was like I ain't coming off the bench. I mean, I seen an interview after the game. They're like, "Hey, I heard coach was talking about you come off the bench." He was like, "Who me? I ain't coming off the bench." Like that was just him, and I think that put him in the category of being a little bit more self-absorbed, call it. Okay. Uh, and and didn't want to go to a team to maybe flourish. But and I think I, I think the time he took off, then he realized, oh shit, I, I need to I need to fix that. So uh, Sam Kobe was in. a
0: jerk. Mike was a jerk.
2: Shaq was a jerk. Yeah, but you just named three of the top players in the league. Melo's not in the top player in the league. He was at one time. Stop. Stop.
3: Oh, he was with the Nuggets. He
0: was up there. I'm with you. He was he – was Up there, the but Warriors, you, named, you said he
2: Jordan and Kobe. Five, four, That's four, number four, one. Yeah,
0: but I'm not saying he's in that conversation, but I'm just saying these guys had attitude problems. These guys have, you know, that persona or whatever. And they also Mello won. Was,
2: he never yeah, took his team to a, a winning. I mean, the Nuggets went to the playoffs what once, twice with him,
0: and, he and then he went to, to New York, where everywhere goes Charles to die. Barkley in, should in have careers. got a championship, but he had to go against Mike. Sure. Uh, okay, so he had to go against Kobe.
4: He wasn't in past Kobe, so well, I mean, he didn't did have he to not- go
2: against Kobe. He had to go against the East, which he never got to, so he didn't what even get the chance about? to go to Kobe. <laughs> the- well,
4: I will say, I will say though, I will say though, regarding Melo, um, I, I agree with Sebas in that you know he does have an attitude issue. And, you know, he can't really, I guess, like, get out of his own shadow, for example. But um, to, to Abe's point also, if you look at his last run with Houston and you listen to, I believe he was on um, the Woj Potter or, or he was with Zach Lowe someone. But he, Woj pod, his, his side of the story was that he, he wasn't willing to come off the bench. You know, there are more came out to him out of nowhere. Um, you know, they're playing really well. And he's like, hey, I'm going to need you to come off the bench. And he's like, cool, I'll do it. He comes off the bench for like three or five games. And then all of a sudden, in the middle of a road trip, Don Mori comes to him again, and he's like, "Hey, like you're off the team. Like we don't need you anymore." And so sure. he still doesn't know to this day why that was the case. I I think more so looking at it from an analytical perspective, it is because of his defensive numbers. Now, why it ca- happened so suddenly, I I don't have an answer to that. But I, I will back Abe up there slightly. You know, he I think he was willing to accept a, a lesser role, and I think we're being dumb if we think that he was still completely just pushing against that. Yeah, like Melo's not a
0: 10-player you cut. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not a player you cut after 10 games.
2: Well, he is, and he was. So you can't say that. No, no, he's uh, not. But also, I'm, also... i will tell you,
0: Sam made a point. You don't know why this man was cut. He doesn't know.
2: Sure, sure. And it, to that, who knows what Daryl Moore is thinking? Because he does some bonker things sometimes. So I have no idea how that conversation went. But also, Melo could be lying on the podcast right we don't know we do we don't know now I trust Melo to be honest he seemed like he was very honest but to me that seems more cancerous the fact that they did that in the middle of the season in the middle of a road trip I'm into a team that was already defensively dog poop to say the least they cut the person who doesn't play defense Any, I mean they could have cut anybody else that played defense so it just that Melo was interesting to me he's always been an interesting career to me um personally but um I want I to jump over to, to Daniel because he went Porzingis with, with Comeback Player of the Year. And I know Porzingis tore his ACL uh, a year and a half ago, two years ago, and kind of worked his way back, had the trade from New York uh, to Dallas and kind of is trying to resurrect his career um, with, with a new powerhouse in Luka. So talk to me about Porzingis, Daniel. I mean, you
5: know, you guys, I totally agree with, with uh, your guys' selections, um, you know, uh, those People like Dwight Howard, you know, he's towards the end of his career and he, he's in mellow. And, then, you know, they were really effective this year. But I just went with Chris Dobbs because, uh, you know, he kind of picked up right where he left off after missing a year. And uh, he kind of got off to a shaky start. But then um, I think once, uh, you know, Luca got hurt, he kind of showed some glints. So, you know, I still am the man and he's still young. And I, I mean, they're building over there. I, I just went with him because uh,
2: productivity. Gotcha, I know Sam had he wanted to jump in and come after you, Daniel. So watch out.
4: <laughs> no, I mean he didn't really make a strong case for Porzingis, so there's not much to come after. But I will Oof, say, I didn't, I
2: didn't, I didn't
4: take Porzingis because we all knew KP was going to come back. Like he might not be the same force that he was with the Knicks, but I mean he's a seven foot three guy with a three point jump shot, uh, a proficient one too. He was going to come back at some point and produce. Um, again, maybe not at the same level, but I think when we look at Comeback Player of the Year, we're looking at, CBS, like you mentioned, guys that were out of the league, you know, like a Melo, like a Dwight Howard, guys that were cut and literally had no opportunity whatsoever. And, and Dwight, I mean, what, it was like four teams in the last three years, right? Like Charlotte, Atlanta, the Wizards. I don't think he even played Memphis. a game with, with the Hawks, right? Like it's uh, I mean, he was cut from everywhere. And like you mentioned, he was signed to a contract that didn't even, wasn't even guaranteed. I think he had to get past like January 7th or something like that. And, you know, he, to his credit, he played his butt off. And, you know, with DeMarcus Cousins going down right before the season started, the Lakers really could have been in for a huge scare if Dwight didn't provide serviceable minutes. And not only that, again, to his credit, he's been a good teammate. And we've seen him during games off the bench and stuff like that. He's literally bought into his role and he's bought into being a better teammate. So just all around, even on the defensive end, he's still blocking shots. He's grabbing boards. Yep, um, yep. He's gotten better on the, on on uh, guarding smaller players on the perimeter. Just all around, he makes for the best comeback player. And my honorable mention was Melo, but I think for that reason, I wouldn't go with with Porzingis because we knew we had that expectation that he'd come back. <laughs> See, you, See, I had
5: Melo. I had Melo number two. I had Markel Fultz number three, but I wasn't giving it to a man who averaged seven points and seven rebounds. That just doesn't deserve the word to me. Well, hmm. that's
4: not his, That that's not his fault that he's only playing 19 minutes a game. The Lakers don't yeah. need to play him that much. If you look at I now, agree, you, I agree. Now you want to look at those minutes Daniel. I'll turn <laughs> that into a per 36 number. 14 points per game, 14 rebounds a game and 2.3 blocks per game. Yep. Now, where does that stand in relevance to his career? third highest rebound total per game in his career and his highest block per game total. Sam, there's no way you're
2: doing long division and math on this. You can't say, oh, (laughs) if he would have played 36 minutes, but he didn't. You can't say if, because if my aunt had balls, she should be my uncle. (laughs) You can't go with ifs. This is when analytics just gets no ifs. (laughs) I see what you're saying, though, Sam. I get what you're saying.
4: No, but you get what I'm saying behind it, right? I get what you're saying, but you can't say that. No, I'm obviously not saying he's going to – Well, yeah, because if, the, if there was
2: a 10-point, three-point line, then Curry would average 100 points a game.
4: That's the reason you can't bake him for playing 19 minutes a game and averaging seven points. Because if he played 25 minutes a game, you know that seven would go from seven to 14.
2: Well, you know, we don't know that because he could get hurt or something. He could get – something yeah. happened. But, right, but you can't anyways, bag him for that. We're going to go to J.K. for the final verdict here. And J.K. has no idea what's going on. Hit us with it, J.K. Who do you got?
6: I'm going to go – with Derrick
2: Rose. Oh, jeez, he's just throwing names out there. Derrick Rose, Brandon's pick. Wow. Look at Brandon. Who made the pick. silent assassin? Is this for yeah. a comeback?
4: Oh, he's a, <laughs> yeah, he he was, a, yep.
2: he's, he's, he's one of those back.
4: narrative voters.
2: Uh, I love the J.K. The judge just throwing the hammer
5: down. He he averaged them near seventeen last hey, year. So he's come back
4: this
0: year, Daniel. He's the comeback whenever he played for Minnesota when he was dropping them fifty balls and all that. But he ain't the Derrick Rose of this year. No, I'm no, sorry. No,
6: I think I think like I, I don't know, man. Like I, I think I have a soft spot for Derrick Rose for watching watching him when he was at Memphis and then coming into the league.
0: No, and no.
6: Then, and, and then and then when he got hurt and then coming back and then getting hurt again and then coming back again, I, I just,
2: I so think that- This is, this is good because no. this is what actually humans do, right? So think about it, if you're an actual voter, right? You have a special tie to somebody, you're gonna vote them no matter what, right? Yeah, and so say you have a different your... tie, like I hate I hate LeBron James, no matter what he does, I hate him, right? Even though he's probably one of the best players, you're not gonna vote for him, right? So it has this, in, this interesting mix in this pot of how are you gonna vote? Are you gonna vote, take your emotions out? Right. Because JK just said, well, he is a soft spot in my heart. So he's all emotional. Okay. Right. So like, how how are these old <laughs> voters who never played basketball at a high level, right. how are they going to vote realistically without having sure. these human ties? Right. How sure. do you take that emotion out of it? And that's so that's it's to me, hard. That's, it's, it's incredibly difficult. It's hard. Um, and so that's why I think people break down the analytics. They have a SAM guy. like, all right, break me down 36 minutes per, give me the points, give me assists, give me rebounds, give me blocks, give me you know, Gatorade's drank, I want all of it, okay? Give me the stats. But to me, I think they need to come up with a definition for each each award, right? MVP is this. Um, you know, Defensive Player of the Year is this. You know, Rookie of the Year is this because it gets wishy-washy, right? Because that media plays a role. Then you have the writers who play a role, right? Who can vote any which way. And then you have the players actually producing different numbers in different areas. And it's just, it's incredibly difficult to have that vote and to cast it correctly so yeah but see um, like
6: I mean like 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 for me I, I gotta agree with Abe because I think analytics does ruin the game because I mean if you if you think about it, like Derek Rose came in the league like as a top player right and then he had like overcome adversity being hurt over and over and over and over again sure and then came back and came back and came back
2: so but it has nothing to do with analytics that's just him being so good, good.
0: But if analytics control everything, then Michael Jordan's not the GOAT. And who's going to have that conversation? That's uh, crazy.
2: Uh, will Chamberlain will.
0: Yeah. Will- <laughs> will Chamberlain.
2: Kareem will. They'll talk to you about no, GOAT. No,
0: but I'm just – I'm saying, though, like, Mike was the man. But if analytics play a part, he's not the man.
2: He, well, he's also, it also goes the, the conversation, like, can you vote the GOAT at one position, right? Because no. Wilt and Kareem were, have more points than Jordan and Kobe. And LeBron potentially at the end of his career. So I mean, like, do they are they better because it's just points? Like we're going on MVP on, you know, LeBron. He's is he averaging the most points? No, he's not. So, but why is he the best player in the league? Then, so like, it's just how does how does everybody take a little piece of that that award and, and slice it up and, and think about it themselves and come up with their solution? But I think yeah. analytics plays a role. I think yeah, well, the motion plays robbed a role tw- twice. What's We
0: got robbed twice, and that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> That's a
2: Laker fan. Hear, Still hurt. You ever hear
3: what Wilt said uh, about the comparison between him and Jordan?
2: No, talk to me. Drop it on us.
3: Wilt was saying that they made rules to stop him, while the NBA made rules for Jordan to help him.
2: And mm. so, hey, put that in your pocket. <laughs> no, I don't
3: so, know. Uh, Wilt, that is true. They, yeah, they were like, "How do we stop this dude? He's putting up a hundred points on his off years. He was averaging fifty. Like that's just." unheard
2: of and so it's, it's difficult to like to say the go i think jordan had the he was in the right time can you imagine jordan now with social media in his prime he would literally own the world he would have bought three nba teams and a baseball team and a football team he would literally just have the whole chicago state like this is mine everyone else can get out um but and i think media now and social media plays a huge role in people's votes because of the highlights they can watch um, I'm gonna give a shout out to my boy Sam on his pop- podcast the draft class because they post all kinds of clips um, you now I'm gonna I'm gonna ask propose this question to everybody before we jump off and maybe talk a little bit about football um, but I, I, I mean it's different eras right it's different times Will played when they're like you said Eric the rules were different Jordan played the rules were different now people playing now you can't even hand check them. So it's just, it's so different, right? Curry playing now with a three-pointer. Well, you know, 20, 30 years ago, there was no three-pointer or whatever it was 40 years ago. So he's the different player, right? He could, I mean, I think players can adapt to generations, but it's so hard to say, he's the GOAT, final, done, that, that, that's it. Um, and there's no one stat. We can just say, this is it. This is what's going to tell us. So over mass deliberation, you guys are all wrong and I'm all right. I don't know. It'll be interesting. So, all right, gentlemen, that's all we got for tonight as always. Thank you. Um, stay safe out there. Um, stay home, take care of yourself and your loved ones. Hopefully all your families are, are, are doing good out there. And, uh, we'll see you next week for another amazing game seven sports podcast show. Again, thank you always, Brandon, coach, Abe, Daniel jk in the building with less than 25 words tonight which was all okay um and, and then uh, the sam the, the magical wonder but we're gonna leave it with this davis burtons that's that's our guy i'm getting a jersey by the way from uh, number 42 <laughs> on the uh, on the washington wizards so love you pico there we go all right all right see you guys next week then
3: later fellas
2: later see you
0: guys